The following podcast is recorded and produced by the Podcast Precinct in affiliation with the network at BICBP-radio.com. The Podcast Precinct. Consistency. Creativity. Culture. Everybody and welcome to a brand new episode of Eat Sleep List. You're home from uh, list making lists right here on the network at bicbp-radio.com. My name is Matt Johnson, your host, and today another we're right in the middle. We're in the heart of season three for Eat Sleep List, and I am bringing back a guest who has not been on since season one, just probably about a year ago, actually. Uh, Last time he was on, we talked aspects of a shopping mall, top 10 aspects of a shopping mall. It got a little raunchy. It was a good time. But today we are uh, we're talking about uh, something that's a little bit more in his territory, so to speak. All right. He is one of the hosts of our flagship show here on the network, History Creeps, and all its subsequent uh, side episodes that they do. They always seem to have uh, there's all sorts of different crazy names and stuff for shows. Um, he is one of the hosts of Retro Blist. He's my co-host on Retro Pop. My co-host on the Network Sports Talk Show. His list of podcasts is almost as long as mine, um, and he might have one or two other ones up his up his sleeve as well. Everybody, please welcome back to the show, my good friend, uh, Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny, how yes, are you? Uh, I'm doing great. You forgot to add the word hyper intelligent, as was just experienced by us before you hit record. Uh, <laughs> I've been doing this for <laughs> for easily easily been doing this over five years. And uh, didn't realize I was adjusting the volume to my headset instead of a microphone. I was trying to save you some face. I was no, I, to... I, you should know by now. I admit all my failings. You do <laughs> publicly in a giant public manner. Did I tell you about the time where I slid and knocked the toilet off its hinges? Because I you, did that before. You did tell me that. Yeah. You so did tell me that. I have no shame. <laughs> you do not. You do not. Johnny, uh, me and Johnny, like uh, funny story for those who didn't hear our first episode together, who don't know about mine and Johnny's relationship. Uh, Johnny is one of my best friends, but we've actually never seen each other face to face. I mean, we're uh, looking at each other all the time because we always zoom. Yes. But yeah, we've never physically been in the same room with each other. Yeah. Well, eventually that's going to have to change now, one day. Yeah. One day, someday. Um, but it's really cool. Like man, Johnny's relationship is really neat. Uh, you know, we, we talk to each other every other week for retro pop. And, you know, it, it, it always wish there's more. Well, we actually have an, a, a, an extra reason because uh, our, our the show that I first met Johnny on uh, Harley Kayfabe will be making a return to the network, which we're very, very excited, excited to announce uh, different format. And of course, Mr. Christopher Chavez, uh, uh, our, our network founder, our network founder is uh, is gonna another be, man who as well. another man who I consider one of my best friends and also never been in the same room physically with. It's wild. Yeah. Absolutely wild how that works, but that's the beauty of podcasting, right? It is, yeah. Uh, so I was looking for, I had like a set list of ideas, listeners, that of what I wanted to do this 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 season as far as episode content. Um, and I posted this big thing up, and I think I already acknowledged that, like, <laughs> I already had like just about everybody who said they were going to do an episode canceled on me, <laughs> except this man. Except Mr. Johnny Townsend. Johnny selected, uh, I want to do a list of cryptids, top 10 cryptids that we've always been interested in. And that's, and, and Johnny answered the call. We had a, a couple other possibilities, but I'm like, you know what? I really want to do cryptids with Johnny. It just makes sense. You guys cover that all the time on History Creeps. 
that is and we it. just had you on there covering one yeah. Yes. so yeah this is a perfect thing perfect match here um, i will never cancel you on you man never you've always been so good to me about that you haven't <laughs> you never cancel you never cancel you're always on time and you even do like when i when you came out like i'll never forget when you came on uh two point years ago back in its infancy days and you were trying to name players and stuff you you you're like i don't know nobody but we're gonna give this a shot and you came on you did it anyways you didn't cancel on me and uh, yeah. i appreciated that way out of my wheelhouse <laughs> way out of your wheelhouse so um but but yeah so today we're gonna make a list of our top 10 uh favorite cryptids that we're most interested in whether it be research talking about or I guess that's really all there is to it. Um, yeah. It, it Should probably, we explain what a cryptid is first? Because we may have some listeners who don't know. That's a very good idea. Um, so what a cryptid is, is a, I guess it would be considered an unidentified, like an unidentified uh, creature, whether, whether it be, you know, lake monsters, um, you know, monsters by land, air, anything. Uh, Bigfoot is a perfect example. Yeah. He's a, the, he's the big cryptid. kahuna. Him, yeah. Uh, the Loch Ness monster and so many others that are just, Animals that haven't been, I guess, taxidermied might be the proper, uh, <laughs> might be the proper phrasing. But there's also been the interesting thing about cryptid, cryptids and cryptozoology is that there's been a lot of animals that were considered cryptids at one point that have actually been taken off that list because uh, they were discovered. They were yeah. researched. They were taxidermied and they became official animals, officially recognized animals. Cryptozoology is, a, is a, it's considered a false science, but it's so fun. And people like myself and Johnny, who um, you know, just like to sit around and just look up stuff and, and things, I guess, uh, and do research about this. It's it's so interesting that we're intrigued because of the mystery, whether yeah. it's whether it's real or not. And I think that's the that's the big draw of uh, of of cryptozoology and, and all sorts of cryptids. There's there's tons and tons and tons of them, and you know, you'd be surprised, and you could spend hours and hours and hours on online looking up what they what they are. And like I said, Johnny talks about them with Chris and Carter. Uh, at least once a week, at least once a week when it comes with, you know, with history creeps and as well as other different circumstances. So uh, make sure you go check that show out. But um, I'm ready to get this thing underway, my friend. Uh, do you want to kick us off with your number 10 favorite cryptid? I sure will. Uh, Matt, uh, we have listeners from all over the world listening to our shows, including the great country of Australia, mate, uh, the Outback, mate. And that's where we're going to go for my first cryptid. Have you heard of the Yowie? I don't believe I have. The Yowie is uh, supposedly uh, lives in Australia in the outback. You know, I've always, this is only a half joke. I'm pretty sure uh, Australia is a, I have a love hate with it because I, I want to love it so much, but I'm pretty sure if I ever tried to live there, it would murder me the first day. Oh, it's hell on earth. It is the it is the con- it is the continent closest to hell. Yeah, yeah. But I want to <laughs> but I want to love it so bad because the people there always seem so awesome. Yeah, uh, they got some pretty cool animals besides the ones that want to kill you. Uh, but uh, the Yowie is basically kind of their Bigfoot. Uh, it's described as a hairy and ape like creature. That stands about six foot eleven. It's really tall. Uh, its feet are described to be much larger than humans. Wink, wink. Uh, but uh, you know, and they found there's been tracks found of these things. Uh, it's got a, like a wide and flat nose, apparently. Uh, but this thing's known as uh, uh, usually it's got uh, it's either really shy or it's really mad. <laughs> so this thing's very temperamental. But my favorite thing 
is there's this drawing from 1907 of a man who drew uh who drew one of these creatures and it's this this thing just eating a man so you just see this thing eating uh something with a man's leg sticking out of his mouth jesus <laughs> it's pretty great that's uh, really yeah, cool the yowie yowie that sounds scary yowie wowie and also yeah. the name is just great <laughs> it is a fun name it just kind of rolls off the tongue doesn't it yeah okay the yowie i like that i like that i like that okay it's definitely a different one and i don't think on too many people's lists you don't really i mean out of all the creatures out of australia you never really hear about a yowie no you don't you hear about uh, all the other dangerous ones but it's very fitting it's very very yeah. fitting uh for what australia is so yeah, you hear uh, about dinner-sized plate spiders but you yes. don't hear about these things <laughs> all right that's a very good way to kick off this list uh i'm gonna go all right this one's gonna be probably my most unconventional one and it's gonna sound really weird when i first say it uh reanimated corpses okay. oh okay yeah, well, zombies, right, so huh? zombies and vampires all right oh so all right I i'm got going you. i'm going that route uh, while that stuff may be because it's, you know, the popularity of video games, of movies and stuff have made that stuff, you know, reanimated corpses, I guess, sound uh, mythological, completely fictional. There's been a lot of accounts throughout history of reanimated corpses, zombies, yes. uh, big thing down in uh, Haiti. You know, there's been a, there's been accounts of people that were buried out of the grave and completely just not oblivious to the surroundings, to the people mm-hmm. around around them. Yeah, and there are some countries to this day that have a strong uh, belief in this that they have certain burial rituals that they will do to to supposedly keep this from happening. Right. Yes, it's a very strong thing. I read a, I read a few zombie stories, but to, when I originally came up with the reanimated corpses, my vampire was where I first went. Uh, I love vampire lore. Okay, not not your Twilight, not your not some of these other you know things that. Uh, you know, people just automatically gravitate to, you know, there's been some wonderful fictional tales of vampires, but uh, a lot of people don't realize that vampire there was, I mean, back in the 1600s, 1700s, a lot, there's a, you know, religion was everything. And, you know, there was actually a great, a big European vampire scare in the 1700s or so. And oh yes, I remember this. (laughs) I love it. It happened. I think in, Oh, I just had, I think like Prussia or something like that. Uh, one of those like what Eastern European, you know, uh, type places. Let's see. Yeah, there's a huge, there it is. Uh, 16 and 1700 throughout the U- United Kingdom and, and like Germany, Prussia, uh, like mid to early 1700s, there was a mass hysteria of, of, of people, you know, seeing, uh, again, relatives, uh, corpses, so to speak, reanimated just in the same way as zombies, um, you know, and, and they, you know, that was the, the, the religious belief at that time. So they would go up, they would dig up these, these, these buried, uh, you know, bodies and they'd find fresh blood or they'd find plump cor- corpses, uh, which were like, they appeared full or living. So there became this legitimate culture of, uh, of vampires. And, you know, it ended up with the, you know, digging up graves, staking them through the heart. That's where the original idea came from is is this hysteria behind reanimated corpses so uh while they may like while it's easy to 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 be like oh you know to to shut it down this was a very firm belief back in the day 
um, in those various cultures. And there was, I mean, there's been vampire scares all over the place. I know there was one, I think it was the Highgate Cemetery, which is a really cool one in London or somewhere in England in the 1970s that like swept the nation for like a good week. And there was like a, 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 I mean, like some kind of like vampire hunter guy, uh, and he apparently made a name for itself, but he like spent like a week going in and out of that place trying to catch a high gate vampire because there's people being found dead, um, you know, and in in and amongst various other things. So, uh, reanimated corpses is my number ten. It's not like it; it's been labeled a cryptid in some in in some aspects, but uh, it, it it's not one of the most popular. It's not one of the first ones that that come to mind for people. I'll allow it. <laughs> I well, I would hope so. I would hope so. Um, all right, so that's my number ten. What do you got for number nine? I'm going to go with a very well-known one. Even had a movie made after it. We're going to go to Point Pleasant in West Virginia. We're going to talk about the myth, the legend. I dare say, legend now, the Mothman. Mm, yep, the Mothman. Uh, apparently, in West Virginia, uh, when he was first kind of sighted there, he really scared some teenagers who were out going for a drive. Uh, they claim that they saw this creature with these giant bright eyes and wings that uh, tried to attack their car. And then, it, then there were sightings all throughout the week until uh, there was a disaster. There was a bridge collapse that sadly took a lot of lives. A lot of people think that either this uh, Mothman's a, a harbinger of something terrible to happen to you and stuff yeah. like that. Uh, and also, Matt, I don't know if you know this, but there have recently been more sightings of him. Uh, just in recent times from different places. I think Chicago uh, is where people are starting to see them now. So people are getting kind of worried about that, uh, but a yeah, little bit. Mothman. But yeah, I do have Mothman on my list, uh, but yeah, it, it is some kind of like, uh, yeah, it is supposed to bring bad fortunes. That's that, that's what the, that's what the study was, but, but the bridge collapse is one of the biggest ones that that's one of the most, you know, well renowned ones that have been talking about, you know, it, it often. Uh, you yeah, know, my question to you is, do you think he's that or maybe he was actually trying to warn us? Say it could be either one. It could be either one. I mean, now I think right with basic, you know, uh, guilty by association with disasters, I would dare say that's it. Um, that's a very good point, though. Trying to warn us. Hmm. I yeah. think I think now kind of like, yeah, I guess maybe an, an angel in a way. Yeah, a dark red-eyed angel. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, a dark red-eyed angel. In a in a way, I think it could work. I think it could work. Um, yeah, he's definitely on the list. He's on the list of a lot of people. He's definitely one of those main. Uh, well, I shouldn't just say he, but Mothman. Um, you know, is definitely one of those that he's a heavy yeah, hitter. Yeah, he's a heavy hitter. He's one of the he's one of the big league ones, and it's just about on everybody's top ten list when it comes to cryptids. Uh, my number nine. My number nine, I'm going to, uh, it's a short, it's just kind of a short lived one, but the thing is very, very creepy looking. Uh, it was seen in the town of Dover, Massachusetts on April 21st and 22nd, 1977. And this is the Dover demon. All right. The Dover demon was seen by two youths or youths as some people youths. like to call it. some youths, a 17 year old on April 21st and a 15 year old. Uh, the following day on the 22nd, they recorded or they drew uh, actually was it? No, excuse me. The second one drew uh, the first one, William Bill Bar Bartlett, uh, the 17 year old claimed that while driving, 
there have been some reports dated as early as 1972. He saw a large-eyed creature with tendril-like fingers and glowing eyes on top of a broken stone wall on Farm Street. All right, the 15-year-old um, claimed to have seen the creature for the following night on Springdale Avenue. Okay, so they actually both drew, ske- drew sketches separate, uh, from what I understand, separately, and they both looked identical. And they, they both swore that uh, they had seen these creatures with uh, Bill Bartlett, who's the first one to see it. He said he swore on a stack of Bibles that I saw this creature. And, uh, and soon little appearances kind of made, uh, showed up all over Dover. Uh, but they went away as quickly as they, you know, as they kind of started sporadically. So it's one of those little one-off things that it, when it's a one-off appearance, or in this case, a, a, you know, a, a two-day appearance but basically a very small uh period of time it's easy to lean towards uh the possibility of hey this isn't being this isn't real but when two when two you know uh you know people draw a sketch of the same a similar looking creature in this in a similar area it's a little fishy it's certainly a little fishy it is one that i would like to dive into maybe a little bit more someday um and but the dover demon is, is is definitely one of mine that i remember reading about my long night staying awake and not having friends and being like, it gave me the chills. Yeah. Uh, and if you ever look at a picture that these, uh, that these people drew, it sort of looks like uh, if an alien kind of crawled. Yes. Would be it, my best thing it has to like describe a, it. It has a frog-like body with an alien face. And I'm not yeah. sure they don't have like height dimensions or anything. Uh, my automatic assumption is that it's a pretty small creature. That was my thought. It looks small in the pictures. But. Yes. Yeah, but um, but yeah, it, you know, it it's been it's been acknowledged, you know, in in pop culture at times, but uh, uh, but it does have a little bit. It, it's its legacy is a little bit small, but a very yeah. cool, creepy thing to kind of think. Because I, I, when I remember I read these stories, I like to picture myself in these situations, like, you know, when I was living in my parents' basement, uh there was a lot to take in. Like I was getting the chills, just kind of reading the thing. And we right where my computer used to be, I had this little teeny tiny window. And I always look, every time I read about one of these creatures, I used to always look up and see if maybe one of these, like something was like looking at me. It was one of those very peculiar things, but Dover demon is, uh, is my number nine. Well, we're going to go from a demon to a very famous devil. That's near your neck of the woods. Well, closer to you than me. And that of course is, the Joyzy Devil. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming that's how they say it up there. The Joyzy. The Joyzy Devil. The Joyzy Devil. Yeah. <laughs> or the Leeds Devil, depending on uh, whichever. I think he's more known as the Jersey Devil. But, uh, you know, basically the the little tale or legend is, uh, and there's actually different versions of this, but uh, a mother Leeds, that was her last name was Leeds, had 13 children. And the 13th one was this devil-like creature, basically. And uh, this is in the Pine Barrens of New Jersey. And uh, it smells so bad there. And she was so... <laughs> that's Matt. I just want you to know that's Matt's opinion. <laughs> yeah, I've never sorry. been there, so I have no opinion of it. It does. Uh, but, <laughs> but basically, she had already had 12 kids. So by the time this 13th one came around, she was cursing it. And... When the child was born, it was a quote-unquote devil, and this was in the 1700s. And of course, most of these tales uh, are from when, or of course, the slaver was on a dark and stormy night, you know that type of thing. But ever since then, there have been quote-unquote sightings 
of the Jersey Devil. Yeah. Uh, uh, he's been seen since then a lot of times. A lot of reports of him uh, like crazy. I'm trying to find if I can find like the latest, the newest one. I think there was one, like a big one from the 1960s or 70s. Yeah. That's when a lot of like weird, crazy stuff was going on. But yeah, from that, that era was definitely, you know, I, I think there was a big one, where like a bunch of people in a park seen it flying across. It's pretty wild, man. Pretty wild. Yeah. No, for sure. For sure. I do. Jersey Devil is another one that I have on my list as well. And of course, those would be, uh, you know, those are always these. Again, it's one of those mainstream ones that are on everybody's list. Pretty typically. Uh, my number eight is well, it's not my only lake monster, but uh, it's more of a sea or open uh, an open waters monster. Uh, and I'm going the Kraken. Oh, yes. All yes. Right. So we've had, you know, the giant squid was a rumored one that kind of actually was proven to it be was real. Proven, yeah. It was proven giant to be squid's real. real. Yeah. And they're creepy looking. I, oh, I yeah, seen something. I think there was uh, I was watching Joe Rogan's podcast one time and he was talking about these things that were they were at the bottom of the ocean by like oil pipe by pipelines and stuff in the water. And use it. There was a video feed of one of these these giant squids that were just it was crazy. But the Kraken, however, you know, a giant octopus thing is just terrifying. Octopuses in general, very, very scary, alien like looking creatures. All right. Yeah, they're, I find them to be very fascinating just because yeah. they're small. <laughs> if I, I saw a giant one, I would more than likely yeah. change my opinion. But uh, they're pretty fascinating creatures that for a time I was like, I want to have one for a pet. And then I really read into them. And those things, it doesn't matter how small of an area is, they can get out of it. Yeah. Well, we had a thing. They're very, they're very intelligent creatures. I watched one yes. squeeze in between grooves to escape a boat one time. Um, but our aquarium around here in Niagara Falls, um, at night, it, to, for eating stuff, the octopus would come out of its its tank, walk over to one of the bigger fish tanks, and grab a fit, fish and eat it. They actually had video footage of it. <laughs> it would come out, go into one of the other tanks, grab a couple fish, eat, and then go back into its own tank before. Um, because they were wondering why some of the fish were, were missing. So <laughs> yeah, it's in, incredibly intelligent. Would you put that in the body of a giant, uh, just a giant, you know, creature. And of course, you know, we all know, uh, people travel in the Navy and stuff. There's been a, a lot of Navy, uh, ship sinkings have been linked to, uh, to the giant crack. And that's where, I mean, it's origin stories were during a heavy maritime, uh, period when everybody was traveling by boat, uh, ships go down and there was, you know, legend, like people escaping and they're always, they're blaming giant squid or excuse me, well, giant squid in some cases, but the Kraken in uh, others. And, you know, it's one of those creatures that it, it will he ever know? I, I, I don't know. I don't know. It's, it could be, it probably is a myth, but the, the beauty, the beauty of deep water creatures is that we'll really never truly know. Yeah, because it's going to be thousands of years before we can actually see what is on the bottom of our ocean. What kind of yeah, we've are laying yeah. down there. The percentage of the ocean that we've explored is so small. Isn't it like ten percent or something like that? It's, it's something a very really lowly small. number. Yeah, very lowly yeah. number. So it's a little disturbing as to what could be down there. What kind of giant creatures could be down there? You know, we sit we we sit here and we think that whales are the largest creatures. There's you know in existence, and there are some very very large whales, but uh, there's probably stuff twice the size of those at the bottom of the ocean. Very possible. So, so yeah, my number eight is the Kraken. All right. So my number seven, ironically, 
uh, is have you heard of this matt the i'm going to try to pronounce it correctly but i love this thing so i'm probably not going to pronounce it right the akora kamua the akora kamua i feel like i've read this before we it, yeah. it too is a gigantic octopus mm. and it's uh, kind of in the nordic region basically it's the same as uh as the kraken it's very similar to that and uh, it's supposedly gets up to 390 feet long and uh, this thing is crazy it's um it it obviously lives in the sea and it eats uh, fish and apparently sometimes people depending on how you want to take it this uh uh, it can, uh, you know, it can self, it can grow all its limbs, you know, just like a real octopus. It can grow yeah. its limbs back. Uh, it, it's, uh, I'm trying to, it's, it's got a lot of beliefs and folklore uh, in this area, in, around throughout Japan. And okay. uh, it's almost considered a, a, a deity to them. Like it's almost, uh, almost a thing to be feared and worshiped in a way. Yeah. But yeah. yeah okay. I think I did read that in passing. I didn't click on it, uh, so to speak, but I did. Re- I do believe I read about it while looking for uh, researching researching cryptids for this episode. And I mean, yeah, that's that's a Japanese. You know, the, the the Japanese have a very strong belief in creatures like that. They create, yeah. you know, they in pop culture they created kaiju. All right, but you know, things in my in my experiences. Uh, things like that always come stem from something seen in real life. There's got to be some inspiration, and 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 yeah, I think the possibility is very very real. Yeah, you know when we had when they had that horrible tsunami, I think it was like in 2004 somewhere around in there. Uh, they found uh af- one of the aftermaths was all kinds of new creatures that were washed up from the, the ocean floor right. that they found there. Some kind of terrifying looking. Yeah, I, ugh, I I I couldn't even imagine. I couldn't imagine. I, I, I'm actually just terrified at what could be at the bottom of our oceans. I really could. Yeah. I do not like being on a boat in the ocean. That's me. no, no. I, I do cruises and stuff, but it is always just you know you're always worried. Uh, all right. So my number seven. We went on to number seven. This is where I have Mothman. Uh, basically everything that Johnny said for the reasons. Sprouted up in 1966, and you know, uh. Is it for a warning? I think that's actually a really interesting uh, question and angle for all this stuff. But, you know, it's red eyes in the dark just scares the crap out of me. Yeah. <laughs> I wish there's I wonder if there's you know, this. I don't know if there's ever been any video footage. I'm actually very curious if there's any like low key like video footage somewhere on this. Like I want to look it up, but also I don't trust the Internet <laughs> when that's it comes kinda, to Mothman. That's where we're at today. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I think any eyes that glow in the dark are kind of creepy. Yes. Oh yeah. I'm yeah definitely leaning towards that. So, um, but yeah. So I don't have to really explain it too further. You know the myth, the Mothman is one of the most popular ones. And Matt, uh, I will bring something up to you that's yes. related to this. Please. Uh, when you were on uh, History Creeps, you brought up the fact that you, as well as I, love the show Ghost Hunters. Love it. And they had an episode where they went to a camp. It was like an outdoor camp type area. And they caught some uh, on film, some weird. It almost looked like bright eyes just looking at them in the woods. I'd have to look back. I might have seen this episode. It was. I might really have. creepy. Yeah. There was a long stretch of episodes where they weren't finding anything, and I was like, "Oh, that's kind of when I started to fall off." But I did yeah. come back into it. That kind of gave it more credence to me, though. To be fair, yeah, 
Right, right. Yeah, that that that's that because there's good. other shows, Cough Ghost Adventures, Cough. Oh, it's where so bad. Every episode they find something, and yeah. I know it's not right. <laughs> right. No, it's it's definitely BS. But yeah, that is a good point. That is a good point. I have to look that up. I would I would be very curious as to that because that ugh, I don't know what I do. I crap myself. Yes. Like, <laughs> and just sit there in it, and just sit there in it, and just be like, you know what? Yeah, this is where I live now. This is where this is where I live. <laughs> that's the moth bat it smells yeah. like new jersey in here <laughs> <laughs> sorry new jersey <laughs> one of these days i'm gonna go to new jersey get a sample like an air sample and then just send it to you and you're gonna <laughs> open it up it's gonna be like a little pill bot vial and it's gonna just smell like a fart you just slap it right in the face i'll, I'll just assume you farted in it <laughs> that's what I'm i might as say. well save save myself the trouble and anybody as well have done it but <laughs> but all right my friend you're number six my number six Matt, there's a game that we love to play called Fact or Florida. So let's go to Florida where all the intelligent people are and talk about the skunk ape. Mm, This is Florida's Bigfoot. He's found in the swamps mostly. And there are awesome, awesome videos of this thing that you can find uh, on the internets that are really interesting and fun and cool. On YouTube, yeah, we actually we talked about this on Retropop. We did our yes. Bigfoot episode, Patterson Gimlin film, and um, I, I agreed out, with your assessment there, though. Yeah, uh, why I would a be- why would a fully hairy creature go to Florida? Because that is like the swampiest of swamp hot areas. Yeah, I just yeah. No wonder he smells. It was know? a long tirade. It was a very long tirade um, about it that I, I will not reenact. So you have to go find that episode on Retropop if you want to hear my tirade about uh bigfoots in florida but uh but yeah th- i mean it's it, like florida is mostly all swampland literally disney world yeah. is built on swampland i don't I, think people know that no i don't think that they do there's a lot of clearing out a lot of redevelopment and stuff like that you know the everglades all that, that's all swampland and there's i mean there's a lot of mystery for for there's a lot of room for hidden creatures like that yeah. And yes, there, there have been some videos, some video reports. I've seen a couple of news conferences, you know, news, uh, you know, news specials or whatever on YouTube where they acknowledge that, you know, hey, there, there could be something out there. Right. Yeah. So, uh, I actually do have Bigfoot here for my number six. And I more so put Bigfoot as a general uh, topic because there, Bigfoot's one of those fun ones where it's it's so spread out, like every continent, every country has like their own interpretation of Bigfoot. And in the United States, there's even like different states have one. There's multiple. There's mul- there's yeah, multiple ones. Ba- yeah, regionalized based by state. Uh, you know, it, it goes as far as the Yeti, which is essentially Bigfoot just covered in snow. Uh, basically, every country has their own interpretation of the uh, of Bigfoot, and that's that's why I believe in Bigfoot as much as I do. Is yeah, and he's so, so cool and so popular that he got his own monster truck. That's pretty awesome. I would say so. I would dare say so. Uh, the pure horror of listening, reading some of these to Bigfoot stories, it like it, it just adds chills, it adds believability. You know, you hear about people camping all the time and there's like they're getting attacked by Bigfoots and stuff like and th- These are real things, just damaged property and stuff. And it's like, what, are you going to go out there and fight Bigfoot? No, you're just going to, you know, it, it's you're not going to want to go out there in the dark. And that's more you know likely when they're when they're going to attack. So. Uh, or throw rocks at you, which is what seems to be what you. they do now. Yeah. <laughs> Social distancing. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's what that's what they're doing. Yeah. So, um, 
so yeah, so Bigfoot, I think it, it's got to be, it's another one that's on everybody's list just about, I have it at number six. It is very widespread. There's so many different versions of it. And there's a lot of cool stories that, that entail with, uh, with Bigfoot lore. It may or may not appear on my list later. I, I I'm going to put my last $5 that it does. <laughs> you made me feel bad. You only got five bucks. I'll loan you some, like another five bucks. You just let me know. So you'll have 10 bucks. Okay. I appreciate that. Good looking. Yeah. Out. Good looking. Out. That's what I do. Uh, <laughs> all right. So my next one, Matt is of course the infamous Chewbacca. I thought you were about to say Chewbacca. Almost. Chewbacca. The Chupacabra. Uh, the Chupacabra is a fascinating little creature, or the goat sucker. That's what he stands for. Uh, basically, actually, he's kind of found not just in uh, Mexico and, and, and Central America anymore. It's, he's kind of uh, throughout the all Americas and even other places now. Basically, they, the claims are it's this little small creature that's getting blamed for a lot of your cattle uh, mutilations and stuff. Uh, apparently, these farmers will have their their cattle will be dead and like have all the bl- uh, blood drained from them uh, and all this type of things. And it's it's pretty gross slash neat in a way. <laughs> oh, it, uh, it, it's it's absolutely fascinating because you know when you try to break it down, it's like what would what creature that had you know that is known officially known would do something like this and this is where a lot of vampire lore i think went to as to the chupacabra um a lot of fiction like the like the hey there's a chance that these are real a lot of that those stories got converged over to the chupacabra and again i don't think this is anything that's been cited this really been officially cited or at least there's no video documentary of it but it's it's very gross but, yeah but the there is like there's kind of evidence out there because it just doesn't make any sense it, it doesn't make any sense as to why these things are i mean it, in a overnight right overnight basically you're doing good you wake up the next morning and bam your 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 cattle is dry to blood right it's insane insane to think about so um very good one very very good one very popular one as well uh my number five is actually the one we talked about on history creeps uh when i showed up it is bessie it is a local little bit of a local legend here in western new york uh northern western pa ohio Everything around Lake Erie, basically, it is essentially, you know, like Bigfoot has interpretations all over the world, sort of as the Loch Ness Monster. Bessie's a really cool one. Uh, there's never been really anything, like, attack-wise. There's never been, like, any attack stories. It's always one of those things where they kind of see it just kind of chilling on the shore, or they see it while passing by in a boat, and that sort of thing. There's never been any really violent... Uh, except for... Except for at one at one point, uh, there were people who were getting bit by something, and they that is right. That is right. Yeah. Touche, touche. Um, you know, touche about that. That is true. We, there is no, we don't. Nobody knows what did that, but um, yeah, Bessie. For for me, it's a pretty cool one that it 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 resides so close. There haven't been any sightings in a little while, but throughout from the 1700s to about 2002, 2001, there was a lot of sightings about this Bessie creature from boats going. You know, from Buffalo to Cleveland, uh, Buffalo to Toronto, stuff like that, all, all surrounding uh, Lake Erie. So, um, so yeah, Bessie is my number five. Well, my next one rhymes with yours. And, of course, is a very, very, very famous. In fact, if you are able to catch any evidence of this creature and prove it's real, you can win a lot of money. Uh, and that, of course, is from the Loch Ness uh, themselves, 
Nessie. We're going to talk about Nessie here. I remember, Matt, uh, that Nessie is such a huge deal that at one point there was a TV special on one of the main network. I can't remember which one it was, but this was so long ago, where they were going to have a bunch of boats that were going to go across the lock and was going to do sonar, and it was actually on live television. (laughs) That's how big a deal this creature is. Yeah, uh, of course they didn't find anything, but um, I still remember when uh, you know this is the very famous surgeon's photo, uh, which is the one that everybody thinks of when you think of Nessie. Which you know I don't want to break your hearts, but the, they admitted that it was fake. But still, <laughs> um, uh, besides that fo- famous photo, though, there have been sightings at this lock for eons and eons. Uh, probably the one of the most famous cryptids, right up there with Bigfoot, I would say would be Nessie. Oh, for sure. For sure. I mean, it, it, it's inspired a lot of fictional creatures, uh, you know, that like uh, I know it has some influence in Pokemon. Uh, Lapras is one of the original 150 Pokemon. It drew inspiration from from the Loch Ness Monster. It, it, it's its inspiration runs deep and runs very deep. It is one of those significant ones that uh, I mean, it, it's been also been like owned up to like not like. Like people worship this, they, like they know it's an attraction of being out there. Yeah. Right? There's all sorts of festivals that honor this creature, um, and there's been so many sightings over the years. You know, people with beachfront, lakefront property that have said they've seen it. Uh, you know, it's one of those things that you know bound to pop up, I guess, or maybe someday when our technology gets better, where we can explore and look under some hidden caves and stuff that uh, that this creature can possibly be, possibly be found, but. Um, it is one of the most, you know, it, it's definitely one of those elusive ones is they, they've said in the past that they, you know, they, they believe it, you know, is linked to the plesiosaurus back in the dinosaur period. Um, it could be a relative or it could just be that creature just evolved or sticking around for this whole time, um, which is, you know, a really cool theory. But um, but yeah, very fitting. That's right there. But yeah, you can't go wrong with with the uh, with with Nessie and the Loch Ness Monster. My number four is uh, I I think this might be the last one we have that's kind of similar or it's actually the same. And that was the Jersey devil. As I mentioned, yes, it was yeah. going to be on my list. Uh, really cool PlayStation one game, by the way, really cool. Good PS one game, Jersey devil. Not bad. Um, is it based on the lore and stuff? No, it's actually, it's a platform game. I don't know if it is. Maybe a little bit. Uh, it's a platform game, much like crash bandicoot, stuff like that. You're, I guess you haven't played it before. Uh, I played Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 a little bit open world. I I think you'd I think you'd appreciate it. It might make Bet a good retro blist episode. It actually probably would. Okay, um, all right. It, it was like, it came out like ninety seven, ninety eight, sometime in that era. But um, but yeah, the Jersey Devil, the the legend behind it, the the mass amount of sightings in that respective area. It's cool that it's a regionalized thing, and like that's like their tie. Like, um, like you, Johnny, you have a lot of ties to Bigfoot down in North Carolina. We have we have Bessie. Uh, here in Western New York in this this area. And then New Jersey has their own devil. And it's inspired, like, they have a hockey team named, named after the Jersey devil. Yeah. Uh, they, they, they also have wings, away. to be fair. Yeah, that is true. <laughs> that is true. Uh, <laughs> this is, the, that is true. Um, so, yeah, Jersey devil number four, not a whole lot of explanation needed for that one. All right, for my, we're uh, top three territory now. Uh, my number three is one of my all-time favorites. Uh, it is the Lizard Man of Scape or Swamp. Get the hell Swamp. out of here. That's my number three as well. <laughs> I swear to God. I'm a- right. 
Well, we can talk about it together then. All right, cool. All right, so of course this takes place in South Carolina, the Carolina that is ironically south of me. <laughs> <laughs> and basically, uh, this thing, if you saw one of these things and if it's real, would destroy you. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, on July 14th, 1988, uh, in Lee County, uh, there was a report of a car that was damaged overnight that was parked at, the, at a house. And I mean, this car was not just damaged. It had tooth marks and scratches uh, and footprints and hair, all kinds of strange stuff. And then uh, people started coming out and saying, hey, we uh, we saw a, a lizard man in the swamp, which is terrifying. Yes. Yeah. About seven feet tall, three fingers, uh, red eyes, skin like a lizard and snake like scales. Um, that was what it was described as. And this the reports of this came qu- very quickly. All right. It drew intrigue. You know, it, it happened multiple times over. Um, and the, the media definitely hyped it up, but it, it made the area kind of like a little notorious, right? Like people yeah. wanted to come and try and find this thing. Uh, yes. You know, and, and again, I still, I still remember one of the shows I would watch did a reenactment. It would do his reenactments and it's of, I can't remember the guy's name, but he was one of the witnesses and he got a flat tire. And so he got out of his car to fix the tire and he felt like he's being watched. And suddenly this creature, this lizard like creature come uh, just, just, came running at him that was almost like a human but a lizard and it chased him around his car and he got in his car and it almost got him and it was just i remember i was really young when i saw that and it scared the freaking crap out of me yeah yeah i mean that's that's terrifying like i have this visualization i know it happened in the 80s but like i have this visualization of just a little bit older of an era you're driving over like one of these little small bridges over a little lake stream um you know and or a swamp in this case and just something just kind of comes at you and just it just attacks it, it. It scares the crap out of me. It definitely made me wary of where I was driving at night. Yeah. And, you know, it, you always check your, like if I'm in the middle of nowhere and I'm having car trouble, just Jesus that's going to be the worst, take, right? It, that's oh, the worst feeling. Oh, it's, yeah. hor- it is horrendous. It is horrendous. I've had flat tires on three ways before at night, but I have not been a band like lost in the middle of the woods at, at an evening, you know, yeah. in the evening where I don't know where I'm at. And, oh, I could not even imagine having it. Like, what do you do? What do you do? What do you do? <laughs> do you get in your car and you try to run from this thing? Is it biting your vehicle or whatever the hell it's doing? Or do you, you run away? You fight back? I, what do you do? I, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. think. I think you just uh, hope it doesn't get you. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's all you can do. You know, it's, 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 there's a lot of skepticism toward it. But, well, I mean, without any of these. But, no, yeah. without any of these. Uh, I think the most recent, like, I, I guess the, CNN mentioned it one time in 2008, uh, but that's that's about possibly, uh, you know, be I don't know if they were joking about it or not, but there hasn't been too many recent sightings, uh, you know, of it. But this in the 1980, late 1980s, this was a big, big, big thing. But a lot of the very important people um, have also stated this. There was an airman stationed in uh, at Shaw Air Force Base. He filed a police report alleging that he had encountered uh, the lizard man on Highway 15. And he had shot and wounded it. And he actually presented, this is the, what's crazy, he presented several scales and a small quantity of blood as evidence. Um, but, of course, while, reca- while retelling, you know, it's, he got, he was arraigned for unlawfully carrying a pistol. <laughs> 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 and filing a false police report. Yeah, so, that's what we do, um, man. 
So, um, yeah, it's crazy. Well, he did say he did admit he hoaxed it. He did admit he hoaxed it, but um, regardless, it it, it kind of came. It went away as fast as it did. What was that blood? <laughs> right. Yeah. Where did you get that from? <laughs> crazy. But that that's our that's our number three. That's our number. That's three. our number three. All right. So I guess I'll go number two then. Yes, sir. Oh, well. uh, this one uh, you've already mentioned, but Bigfoot is my number two. Uh, uh, I should have. Yeah, the head of the table himself, Bigfoot. What a what a legend, you know, this creature is. He's been around since, oh, good gosh, for long, uh, for longer than you probably think. There were tales from Native American tribes and such of an ape-like creature. So the, the tales of this thing have been around forever. And some very famous ones, of course, you know, like the Peterson-Gimlin film that we covered on Retropop. Go check those out. And uh, but Bigfoot, I'm not going to go too much into it. It's Matt already talked about him, but Bigfoot, of course, uh, you know, uh, the, the most famous of all the cryptids, I would say. Yes, no, even no, the, most, the most marketable, ones. the most. Yeah. <laughs> the, <laughs> the, <laughs> I I can't even respond to that because it, that this is true. This is yes, true. He, true. He is the most yeah. marketable one. He is the most marketable. Yeah. Um, he or she is the most marketable. Uh, you know, cryptid out there. All right, my number two. My number two. Uh, this one is somewhat believed to be extraterrestrial. All right, I am talking about the Fresno Nightcrawler. Oh, oh yes, the walking yes. pants. The, yes, uh, these things are really awesome. There's video footage of the, these walking yes. pants. <laughs> yes, all right. It's really it, creepy. It's it's incredibly disturbing. I don't know how you fake that. But this, it is official, like, video evidence. Um, I don't, I don't know how you even think of that creature to fake it. Right, like, oh, we're just gonna make a pair of walking pants. Yeah. Um. Oh God, it's so crazy. But yeah, well, there, there's another thing, a caramel area creature that said it's, it's relatively tied to. Um. But here's a little quote. It was an unnamed witness of this thing. We recently bought a place in the Fort Hill area. Uh, in Southeast Highland County. We first noticed after about 30 days of living here that, that we suddenly have a perfect circle that stays fresh green no matter what weather in our front yard. On Friday night, the 12th, we were driving home after turning on Carmel Road, which leads to our road. We went around the curve by the Carmel Church and then up a small incline, approximately 10 feet over the incline in front of our truck. The alien ran across the road and into the woods. If I am driving a vehicle and I see a, <laughs> a, a mother freaking pair of pants <laughs> run across the road in front of me, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to, they're skinny me. and they're basically skinny jeans. They're, they're skinny really, jeans. They're yeah. not, they're not poofy pants. They're not flex no. fit. All right. Like I like to wear, they are, they are skinny jeans to a T. All right. Um, yeah. The night crawler has been actually, uh, yeah. Yosemite. Like there's been a lot of places. It also has been videotaped in Poland, which is also crazy. That's been caught in another country. Wow. Uh, completely. Um, it, it cannot be seen for long, but it, it does have similar, things some of the explanations an alien or extraterrestrial being which is like okay so you're admitting they're real uh, a different species they say a possibly a primate with very short arms a misidentified deer standing upright pants or a puppet on a wire uh, a bird walking like a crane or a person wearing big pants and walking on stilts the deer Those, one is ridiculous <laughs> no, yeah yeah i am not like i'm trying no i i can't even no just no i'm sure in your area as well because i know in mine we see tons of deer down here. That's oh, we have a lot. We have a lot yeah. that run through the city, you know, all yeah. that stuff. Um, 
I've hit one with my car on accident before. Uh, not oh. fun. Uh, I felt bad for the deer and for my car. So uh, I know what a deer looks like. Those things are not misidentified deer. No, no, they are not. Uh, you know, a lot of people, again, they always love to go to the hoax thing. But yes, the go look up this. They have a video on cryptids uh, dot phantom uh, with yeah. a Z instead of an S. There's actually video clips at the bottom. They have the original walking pants. They have some other ones with some recent footage and sightings. And, of course, some artwork describing uh, what these creatures could possibly uh, look like very, very disturbing stuff. Very, very creepy. But Fresno Nightcrawler number two. Yeah, incredibly creepy. Uh, I would dare say if these are fake, somebody came up with an amazing thing because this thing is really creepy looking. Oh, God. Yeah. So power to you if you fake yeah. this thing. For All sure. Right. Matt, if, are you ready for my number one cryptid? Let's hear it. All right. So this will always be no matter what, no matter what, nothing will replace this. Uh, specific cryptid as my number one cryptid nothing can nothing will this thing is in my heart and in my soul as one of my favorites it's from the documentary of course harry and the hendersons it's harry himself (laughs) from harry and the hendersons one of my uh favorite movies as a kid growing up i mean favorite documentary films uh as a kid growing up where the poor harry is minding his own business and he's this ape-like creature. He may or may not be a Bigfoot. Who knows? Uh, and this family, uh, and John Lithgow's family, runs into him with their station wagon and ends up taking him uh, home with him. And uh, hijinks ensue. But Harry from Harry and the Hendersons will always be my number one cryptid, and you can't change my mind. I love that you went that route. I love that you went that route. <laughs> I'm very delighted that you went that route. What a charming story. What a charming it is. story. It yeah. is. And I still, because I watched it not too long ago, I dare say it holds up. And the last scene, and this is a giant spoiler alert, where basically they're trying to make him go back to the woods so he's safe. Yeah, It's a real, honestly, hit you in the gut, man. Just hit you in the gut. Because the family and him uh, realized they loved each other, and they were good friends. It's unfortunate they couldn't last longer together. Yeah. Good one. I love that one as your number one. My number one, uh, Johnny probably maybe can take a, a guess at it. Uh, we did an episode on it uh, for Retro Jay Pop. Cutler. Yes. <laughs> the goat. The goat man. The, go- <laughs> the goat man. Uh, That's a football player, I know. It is. Good job. I'm proud <laughs> of you. you. I'm proud of you. I'll follow uh, you on social media. It's, it's helping me. It's not hard to follow me. I just kind of force people to follow me by, you know, just <laughs> extensively saying stuff. Uh, we did an episode of it on Retro Pop a couple weeks ago. And it is the Hopkinsville Goblins, which is actually an extraterrestrial type cryptid situation. Uh, late 1950s, a family is out at the at a cabin in Kentucky, and um, and they're out. They're celebrating. They're having a good time. No power, no electric. They see some lights come from the woods, or one of the guys sees some lights coming from the woods as he's going to fetch a, a pail of water from their. Um, uh, I forgot what the phrasing is. But they didn't know running water there. So um, so whatever. He goes and tells them that everybody, nobody believes him. And then within, uh, we'll say, 20, 30 minutes, these strange little alien-like creatures with big heads, big eyes that look like goblins, so to speak. This is why they have the nickname the Hopkinsville Goblins. Start attacking this family in the house. A big gunfight ensues. It goes on for hours. Eventually, the family gets in their car. They head to the police station. They report it. The police... Uh, Go to the house, go to investigate Fort uh, 
I think it was Fort Knox, but some people from a local military base came in. They're investigating. They find shell casings. They find damaged uh, walls, windows, stuff like that, but they can't find any creatures. Everybody leaves. The family gets to goes there. They rest. They're trying to relax for the night. And within not a long time, the creatures come back. Uh, I don't know if actually I don't even know if a second gunfight ensued. But from what I understood, from what I remember, it wasn't too long after that the family packed up in the car and never came back. And it became this huge site of controversy of popularity. Uh, became a little much for the family. I forgot what the last names were. Uh, but they you know they try to charge people to come there to 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 stop them from coming there. And, you know, they just gave it up and they just gave up the property because uh, because it, it, the media had already hyped it up, blown it up out of, you know, not out of proportion, but they had blown it up to the point where it was not going away anytime soon. Right. And it's a, it's a it's a huge, huge legend. There's only this one night and yeah, late 1950s and, you know, middle of Kentucky and it was a shootout. Was, it was a shootout. So. So when they, also when the police got there, they could tell that the family had shot their guns because there was holes in the walls and stuff. Yeah, holes in the walls. Uh, and this was and the the big thing was this family wasn't one that complained much uh, about stuff. They weren't attention seekers. The, the the family matriarch, she was a very quiet lady, religious lady, and she was shaken up by all this. They they they, they say repeatedly. So yeah. Um, but that is that, everybody. That is our top ten favorite cryptids. Johnny, I want to thank you so much for uh, for coming on today and talking cryptids with us. Uh, I know we mentioned your podcast at the top of the show. If you want to uh, plug all your stuff, including uh, Johnny is actually a very, very, very talented, very, I, I got to add a couple of varies. Um, add a couple of varies. Very, very talented artist. If you need work, please hit him up. Uh, Johnny, sell yourself. Uh, yeah, my Instagram is johnnyism28. Uh, if you go there, you can find all my artwork and such. Uh, podcast. I think Matt's already kind of mentioned them, but obviously I do one with Matt called Retro Pop. Uh, wherever you get your podcasts, all these are the big ones, history creeps and also retro blessed. And I do think hardly kayfabe's coming back. If you like pro wrestling, it's going to be me, Matt and Chris. Yep. Really looking forward to it. Uh, so those are all my wares. Go check them out. If you want to, I'd highly appreciate it for sure. For sure. Uh, listeners, thank you so much for your time and effort and listening to our show. Uh, we love making lists for you. We hope you're making lists along with us. Um, yeah, it just, it, we're going to have more. We have tons, tons, tons more, uh, you know, pot list episodes coming your way for season three. We're going about four months. I think we have about two months left or so, two, two and a half months, e- something like that. But uh, regardless, thank you so much for your support. And in closing, as always, do you even list? Alright guys, we've been in this haunted house for like 15 hours, and if we want to get home to our favorite food and pornography, we're gonna have to come up with a plan. Hey, why don't we try leaving through one of those spooky looking doors? Wait, whoa, whoa, doors, like an exit door. Yeah, maybe we should get on that. Hold on a second, these doors are labeled. This one says Dracula on it, and this one says Beware Zombies. That's probably the exit. And the last one just says Nekagrima. Mm, tough call. Mm. I got an idea. On three, we're going to open them all at once. All right, let's do it. Ready? One, One two, two, three. three. Oh, hello there. 
Damn, that's scary. Damn, that's scary is our new favorite podcast where we talk about all things horror. Tune in to get the latest horror news, long-form movie reviews, and all kinds of other scary shit. Mummies, wolfmen, vampires, chupacabras, lizard people, impolite Canadians, we do it all. So if you like horror podcasts, and we know you do, check out Damn, That's Scary, new episodes every week. And remember, keep it spooky.